It takes more than six standard concrete blocks to hold a human body underwater after death. And welcome back to Zero Credits, the show where we talk about things. My name, as always, is Honest Haunted Henry. Ma, 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 ma. And my name's John. And together we're Henry and John coming at you to talk about that there zeitgeist and all the cultural happenings they're in. In there, I believe, is the the parlance now. In there. We've got a thrilling, chilling October episode for you this week. Don't look at the calendar. It, and I mean, why would you why look at would why you would you look, look at the, would because you, it's always you? October? Why would you have no need? We've discussed in previous episodes, though I cannot remember them, uh, that there is <laughs> there's a only, note here. There's no months. Yeah. There's no S. There's only month, and that is October. There's a note here that says, "Don't mention calendars, other other months." Don't mention calendars again. Yeah. And it, so I feel like we're just violating all of these rules on this note. There's a whole breakout list of calendars we're not supposed to mention. Gregorian, Mayan, Edwardian, Sisyphian. That weird one that was proposed where every day, every month, whatever that is, has like 30 days. And like there's an extra day at the, the beginning of the new year. And all of the days end up on the same number day each month and it's really cool and i like it but nobody cares and then there's metric time which is of course 100 100 day months yes yes it's easily divisible by 10 which is why i like it yes it's a really good way to measure time you, you really think they'd break it out in like 10 100 day months but no it's 100 100 day months and every day has 100 hours and every hour has 100 minutes, and every minute has 100 seconds. I just like it because it's so easy to convert <laughs> from one unit to the next. It because really is. everything is base 100. <laughs> it's base 100 is the simplest way to do anything. Yeah, I mean, I also like what it's done to my paycheck. Man, your paycheck is huge, but you don't have a lot of free time. No, because, <laughs> man, those 80-hour days... <laughs> Yeah. Keep in mind, those 80-hour days are, uh, one, every, every hour is 100 minutes, yeah. which is 100 seconds yes, long. it is, they are long, <laughs> it's, but it's okay, because I have a 100-hour lunch break. <laughs> it's pretty good, actually. Uh, that's a interminably long lunch. <laughs> it's kind of weird because it kind of breaks the day into like a longer version of itself. <laughs> yeah, that makes no sense when you think about it. But we're told not to. Yeah, the most important thing is everything's a hundred. <laughs> that's right. Keep, Metric calendar. Yeah, it's like keep that, it one hundred. It's like that emoji the kids are using. You know the bee. Oh, I thought you meant the ice cube. No, the, like the B, they put it in front of words. I don't know what it means. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Benry. Okay, Bon? Bon Jovi. John Bon Jovi. John Bon Jovi. Speaking of people who uh, are still alive? Absolutely, Bon Jovi's still alive. Oh, only oh, the good die young. Just checking. And uh, wouldn't you know it, we're blocked. Oh, again? Yeah, no access. Oh, uh, well. Which, I mean, that makes sense. So, I don't know if we've talked about this, John. I just opened up my ration for this podcast. But I don't remember eating or drinking this entire past couple of episodes. Um, 
what I mean to say is in between the episodes, I don't remember any food. Mm. And yet these cold, crisp bottles of Sierra Nevada Torpedo Extra IPA keep appearing every time we hit record. Yeah, I feel uh, not nourished is the word. I don't know if there's a word for how I feel. I don't know if there's a name for the sensation, but my stomach hurts. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of what I think a vampire might feel like after they get the blood. Because they don't eat. However, we differ greatly from vampires because, as we know, they do not drink beverages. And all we do is drink beverages. We're kind of the same. Mm. That's all I'm saying. You know... If we take a step outside of ourselves, we're that all would cut be, from the same cloth. That's scary. <laughs> that's, I did take a step outside of myself on you, the way here. That sounds scary. Yeah, it was. I, John, John, that sounds that sounds scary. I, I did take one step outside of she, myself on the John, way here. John, that sounds scary. My skeleton looks great. John, I'm going to need you to not be so scary. Okay, I apologize. Thank you. As we've established, talking, it is a totally normal month of October. Talking about vampires is one thing, because last time I checked, Bon Jovi is still alive. Bon Jovi? What? Different guy. Um, but skeletons are real, and Bon Jovi can't affect the real. He can right. only help us against non-fictional vampires. I mean, fictional vampires. Yeah, bon Jovi can save us in our dreams. He's like Freddy Krueger in that way. Oh, he's the reverse Krueger. Yeah. Yeah, anti-Krueger. Yeah. That's my favorite John Bon Jovi film. It, that's it. He makes films. Now, I I don't know if we buried the lead too much. Huh? It's October. It's October. Yeah. I don't know if we buried the lead too much, but uh, friendly listeners to the podcast will know uh, that pursuant to uh, something that happened on the previous episode, I can't truly recall... And I believe there was a previous episode, uh, because our captors keep telling us that there was. Uh, but we are presenting to you from the mainland. Yes, welcome from the mainland. And I'm receiving some hoarders here. That's head orders, hoarders. Yeah. Here uh, to uh, introduce this week's sponsor. Uh, this week, we are brought to you by none other than Zero Credits. Yes, I, I've got some copy here. It says uh, Zero Credits is a podcast. Uh, starring Henry and John, and uh, they discuss the cultural happenings of that there zeitgeist. And that's pretty much it for the copy. All right. Well, that, they sound, uh, I don't know who they are or what they do. They sound like uh, swell folk. Yeah, I, I think they sound pretty okay. And then I, I think if they are in water too long, they swell up. They become swollen with water. Oh, we all do. Oh, good. We all become swollen. I thought that was just the two of us. That's what I do in the gym. I go to get swole. Yeah, you soak yourselves in some water. Yeah, I want to be turgid with agua. Yeah, I mean like bloated even. Bloated even yeah. is a word. Bloated even is a word. Bloated even. Now, bloated even is a word. I appreciate these people at Zero Credits because this is, to the best of my knowledge, for which I have none, and my memory, of which I have less, they seem to be less hands-on than our previous sponsors, which, to the best of my knowledge, as we've discussed, is limited. Uh, our previous sponsors are very hands-on in that they laid hands on us, arrested us, and extradited us to the mainland. 
Yeah, like I, I'm, I'm getting like a weird like headache when I think about uh, some words specifically that I apparently can't say anymore. That's fun. Yeah, one time I was trying to remember the name of a kind of dish, could not do it. Oh, yeah, my eyes started bleeding. Was it a bowl? Uh, no, it wasn't. It was like a kind of a like a bowl and a and a plate. Like a word you'd use to describe bowls and plates, like a fine... Oh, I know, yeah, yeah, like a matador fights it? Yeah, like a matador fights it, yeah. Like a bull. Like a bull, there we go. Like a bull? Like bull. Yeah, bull. Yeah, a bull? Yeah, a bull. Or a bull. C- cereal bull. I'm saying different words. Yeah, cereal bull. Yeah. Is a word. All these B words are making me very anxious. Henry, it's 2019, the B word is cancelled. Oh, well, I don't know. The letter B has me on edge. I don't know why. That's weird. Yeah, I, uh, I no clue. Uh, I've but got anyway. Like a, yeah, okay, let's get off this. No, the, the mainlands, it's fine. We've got our Sierra Nevada extra IPA. And uh, our captors have graciously allowed us to continue to operate on this uh, state podcast equipment. Oh, yeah, it's very... Uh generous of them to allow us this uh equipment it's all squarer than you might think yeah it's very square like if you've ever seen a microphone it's like add corners to it yeah and no legs yeah just squares yeah it's like a it's like a metal box with a screen door on it but i mean the waveform looks fine and square yeah that's well my Hey, maybe it's just different here in mainland. Maybe it's different on the mainland. Don't know where, don't know when. Mm. But we're on the mainland, baby. B. B. No. Okay. Um. So anyway, uh, we've got some things to talk about, John. A lot has happened just in the past 24 of them hours. It's been a very busy week for news. Indeed. Indeed. Especially for those time-honored, you know them, you love them, you love to hate them. I love to hate them, I hate them. D&D, the writers from Game of Thrones, whose names I still don't know, even though you've told me them multiple times. D.B. Weiss. D.B. Weiss. And David Benioff. And David Benioff. These hacks. It's been a massive 48 hours for these two uh, titans of industry. Let me lay out the timeline for you, John. Uh, Sometime this past... A very good show ended. A very... Uh, This past what? Sometime earlier this October, a good show ended. Uh, it was called Game of Thrones, and it was show ran by D.B. Weiss. Is that his name? You and, nailed it. Nailed and David one Benioff. Perfect. Those... That's the first time you've said them. All right. So they ran it. And uh, they, I mean, HBO was like, hey, do you want a couple of seasons? I said, no, we can do it in six episodes. And they delivered like the most unsatisfactory finale final season last three seasons they possibly could and then rumors started buzzing they were gonna get a star wars trilogy oh my god they had projects in the works i can't express to you adequately how disappointed i was upon learning that news yeah 
And then, and then it was kind of like under the radar because, of course, like every like there were some loud objectors to the finale. It went on for a while. Even like actors kind of spoke out about their disappointment about what happened to their characters. And then a movie came out this past uh, late October uh, called I don't know if you know this Gemini Man. Oh, Gemini Man by Ang Lee, starring Will Smith and Will Smith as Will Smith and Will Smith. Yeah, so uh, a lot of people... This movie apparently has been trying to be made for years. And they kept saying the technology wasn't there. And uh, it came out this recent October. And uh, a lot of the critics and reviews said, Oh, the, 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 the production is stunning. But the story is lackluster and leaves a lot to be desired. Mm-hmm. That story was written by D.B. Weiss. <laughs> Great. Fantastic. It's a shame that I never get to see Gemini Man. You know, interesting Gemini Man fact. Not a shame, because it bombed. And this this leads on to the current timeline I'm building. But what is a fact about Gemini Man? We will not have a chance to speak about Gemini Man again on this podcast or in the rest of life. Uh, The way that Gemini Man is meant to be seen, no theater in America can do. Oh, so it's one of those where they put up a mirror right in the middle of the theater, and you're supposed to look at the mirror and not the screen? It is supposed to be shown in Ultra 4... No, it's supposed to be shown 8K. Oh, that's not It's supposed to be shown at 120 frames per second. That sounds like it would make me sick. And in 3D. Those are the three most expensive things you could slap onto a theater. There are 14 theaters in America... That can do 8K at 120 frames per second. So that's the closest you could get to seeing it as it's meant to be seen. Those 14 theaters pretty consistently have issues with projectors melting down and freezing while attempting to play the movie. That sounds like a good experience for the whole family. Mm -hmm. Bring your kids to Will Smith's Gemini Man at one of those theaters. Yes, one of those theaters that are not in Texas anyway. Continuing with the narrative. Continuing with the timeline to today, October. All of these things. A, a disappointing finale. A bad Gemini Man script. And now today, we've learned that Disney pulled the plug on the D&D ran Star Wars trilogy. More... Actually, wait, there was an event before this. There there was the Austin Film Festival. Hmm. I don't know about that. Uh, But there was an event that happened yesterday. Yes. Details of an interview leaked in which I forget, it's one of them, said that they wanted to, quote, ditch the fantasy elements to get a more broad appeal to, quote, Mothers and football players. Great. End quote. Gotta love those boys. Which is funny, because if a lot of NFL players were, like, actively complaining on Twitter about how bad Game of Thrones had, became, had become. We wanna, we wanna bring it down to earth for the real dummies. The mommies and the footballs. You wanna catch the mothers. Let's just look at that for a second. This is HBO. There is nudity and violence and gross, like, horrible violence and, and like, there there are multiple rapes in this story. And you want to catch the net to reel in mothers? So we know for a fact, based on that, the mothers are already tuning in. (laughs) 
Sure, yeah. The mothers want the violence. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, there was another interview. I don't know if you were going to bring it up. I probably wasn't. Uh, but it actually ended up in a Twitter thread. Ooh. Uh, the interview I don't think was recorded. Uh, it did happen, I think, yesterday or maybe one or two days ago. Um, and if this is an interview that you're talking about that you don't know where it happened... Guess where I think both of these things happened? It might have been at the Austin Film Fest. In Austin. That's where we were until very recently. Until very recently we got extradited to the mainland uh, in this week of October. Uh, They also stated in an interview that turned into a Twitter thread that uh, there's no video of but a lot of people freaked out about. They apparently kind of went off the record during an interview to say that during the final seasons of Game of Thrones, they would uh, have actors come up with what they think their character arc should be. They would refuse to write long stretches of the show, deliver materials, and make changes at the very last minute, and basically completely phoned it in. I'm speechless. I have no... I have no response. This... this... It's just fascinating to me that you could create one of the most sweeping cultural phenomenons on television from the past few decades. Like, not since, like, MASH did we see these numbers of people being pulled pulled in into a story. And then just at the very end, just shit all over it. Just shit. Just, like, just, like, pull your pants down on the script and just let it rip. With no care to but thinking, oh, we've got Star Wars to fall back on. Oh, I've got my Gemini script. And now all of those things, this is proving that whatever gods exist in this October, they might not like what the D&D boys did. Because now they've lost the Star War. Yes. Gemini Man was not a good movie. Uh-huh. And people hate them. St- people hate them. So I've got some additions to this mm. that I'm not sure you're aware of. Ah. The first addition uh, is D.B. Weiss and David Benioff losing the deal with, uh, with Disney to write and produce... No, to write the upcoming Star Wars trilogy. Yeah, they were going to basically showrun the Star Wars yes. trilogy. Now, you said that Disney pulled the plug on it, and that is inaccurate. Who pulled it? They did. They stepped away from it because of their $200 million undisclosed Netflix contract. They stepped away from it to work on their Netflix show, much like they stepped away from their hyper-racist HBO spec script Confederate because of this Netflix script. Because of this Netflix deal. That no one knows what it is, but they don't even give us the satisfaction of them being cut. They walked away because they did the shit that they've been doing before is they just walked away from something great for no reason. They w- You walked away from Star Wars? You walked they walked away, away from-, from Star Wars. How do you- Okay, I'm, I'm- Like, the more stories that break about these people, these two- These two princes of mundane- Yeah. The more the picture is becoming clear. Like, they didn't like the fantasy elements of Game of Thrones- they're walking away from Star Wars. I think these people, these two men, are like muscle-bound jocks <laughs> who are like, fantasy bullshit? Who the fuck cares? Star Wars? That's nerd crap. 
we are going to go to Netflix and pitch our racist ass Confederacy thing. But Confederate was an HBO. I know, thing, which, I know. What what they're going to do is it was for the sake they, of a joke. They want to make Friday Night Lights two. So it's Friday Night uh, Lights, but racist. Friday Night Lights to Saturday Lights. Yes, Saturday Daylights. Saturday Daylights. Uh, they want to make it racist and tone deaf. Colon uh, racist edition. So, yes, they walked away from it for uh, their own reasons, which I, I think that it cements in me a genuine belief that about D.B. Weiss and David Benioff. Uh, following the interviews that aired after every episode of Game of Thrones in the most recent, most worst season. Yeah. Uh, I think that they are not creative people. That much is, that much anyone could say. But I do believe that they're basically amoebas. Uh. I don't think that they're capable of thought. Now, I know that you and I have different opinions about the level of accountability they should hold for their actions. I think all art is art, and all art can be bad. They should die. <laughs> Fair. Uh, John, yes. it takes six cinder blocks to weigh down a human body. So a total of 12. After it's dead. Now, uh, I think that they make no creative decision intelligently or with integrity, and they just kind of do whatever. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're basically like animals that just exist to like eat and sleep. So in the cultural, not the cultural, but in the, the cosmos of existence, say that there's an animal that thrives not on food, not on wood, like a termite, but on creative thought. Yes. And so they take the creative thoughts of creative people and they digest them and they produce for, a, for six seasons adequate work. Yes. And that's how they get by, and that's how they make their nest egg. But then, without the creative source, they dry up and shrivel up and run away with the money. I think that's absolutely true in their so, case. you know, I hope whatever project they work on next, I hope somebody writes the script for them. Yes, whatever bullshit they work on next, I hope it's not something I love. And if it is, whatever. Oh, what's your second favorite franchise? Uh, let's see. Well, they already ruined Star Wars. Uh, second favorite franchise? Mm, gotta give it to... Well, are we counting books? Whatever. Everything? Yeah, everything. Because it's, it's gotta be something, you know, it's gonna be something that already exists. It's not gonna be a, a, an original thing. Yeah, I guess like Wheel of Time, maybe? Like the Wheel oh, of Time books? Yeah. That's a sh Amazon's got that. Fuck! Yeah. Damn it, Bezos! Uh, there's a second. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was very funny. Uh, the There is a second addendum okay. to this timeline. Now, you remember the Game of Thrones prequel. Yes. Well, there were there were three in the works at one there time. Were three in the works. One of them was called Fire and Blood, and I believe that one is still in the works. Yes. Then there was another one, and I'll do the timeline. It was announced. No details came up. But Naomi Watts was attached. And it's like, oh, they already got an actor yes. attached. And now... And now the Game of Thrones prequel with Naomi Watts attached has been canceled. Which is fascinating. It, it seemed to have gone through principal photography. And a pilot was shot, but HBO decided not to take it to series. What What's fascinating to me, it's like, we know no details other than Naomi Watts is attached. Yes. And it's like, uh... Why is it gone? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no, we didn't get it. I mean, I, television production is not a democracy by any stretch. And hopefully none of the other ones come to fruition mm. either. 
Uh, Fire and Blood would be boring because the book already exists. Yeah, just don't make them. Make different shit. Oh no, make a do like pull a Westworld and do a do like a future thing. But you know what they have to do for Star future, Wars now? Future Game of Thrones. You know what they have to do for Star Wars? You have episodes ten, eleven, and twelve. No. What? I mean, they were gonna make a new trilogy, not ten, eleven, and twelve. Separate no, trilogy. It was gonna be separate. This is what you do. You bring back the original director for episode nine. The guy who did Book of Henry. No, no. Bring him back. Have him make three. No. The most perfect movie ever made, The Book of Henry. Oh my god, The Book of Henry. No reason not to put him at the helm. Gotta feel bad to make a movie that's so shit that they take you off of Star Wars. It's crazy. Never do you see a director lose a job... Off the performance of his previous movie. Yeah, it's, uh... But hey, Ryan Johnson's still set to pen three Star Wars movies himself. I don't... I think after, uh, what is it called? The Rise of the Next One? I feel like Disney's gonna be like, Star Wars is going into the Disney vault. That'd be great. Put it to sleep. If you give me these three movies and you gave me a passable Star Wars pastiche in The Force Awakens... You gave me a genuinely good but troubled Star Wars movie in The Last Jedi. And then you gave me a real piece of dog shit like The Rise of Skywalker, which I don't think it'll be. I think they know how to make these movies at least decent. But if that was what you gave me and put that shit back in the vault, I'm like, I'm happy. You basically gave that to me with your last trilogy, which was one that was dog shit, one that was okay, and one that was bad. I will disagree with you. For uh, Re- Re- Revenge of the Sith, I think, is actually a pretty decent movie. Yeah, it's the decent one. You didn't say there was a decent one. One that was dog shit, one that was okay. 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 It's pretty good. You call it dog shit? Pretty good. Well, that I thought you were going bad. in order. No, I was not going in order. Okay. The dog shit one is Phantom Menace. There was no ghost in it. Uh, there is the ghost of Sebulba. Now, I know that, uh, we were talking about D.B. Weiss and David Benioff. Uh, we were talking about D.B. Weiss and David Benioff. Now, they cut their teeth. They cut their paychecks more than their teeth. Uh, but they cut their paychecks at HBO. Yes. The, uh, not television. Yes, it's, it's, uh... They, they don't do television there. No, it's not TV. It's not TV. It's HBO. Watch it on your fucking phone. Watch on your phone fucking telephone you want to go to a cinema watch it on your fucking telephone love david lynch <laughs> david lynch amazing david lynch love david lynch uh love him uh anyway so hbo has a little thing going on right now watchmen yes they have a show out now called watchmen which by, is by one of my other least favorite d named writers yes damien damon lindelof damien labeouf uh, now, there's been a lot of positive press for Watchmen, which is interesting to me, considering that uh, I have not seen it. We don't have HBO Now anymore. Uh, I haven't seen it because I was catching up on BoJack Horseman, which is quickly has become my favorite show of all time. Now, I have not caught up on Watchmen. Number one, we don't have HBO Go anymore. Uh, and I haven't caught up on it because I've been watching BoJack Horseman, which is quickly becoming one of my favorite shows of all time. So as we've discussed, I haven't watched it because we don't have HBO Go anymore. Oh, what happened? 
Oh, and I haven't caught up on it because uh, I've been watching BoJack Horseman. Season half of season six is out right now, and the other half is coming out January twenty twenty. And the other reason why we haven't, why I haven't seen it, is I feel like uh, any sequel to Watchmen, especially one starring cops, kind of misses the fucking point about Watchmen, which. Don't get me wrong, everyone says that Watchmen is a masterpiece. I think that it probably is, uh, but I'm not one of those people who thinks that like all art is precious, but I do feel like a sequel to Watchmen is missing the fucking point, especially yeah. if there's still superheroes in it, because the whole point of, War- of Watchmen was that superheroes shouldn't exist because they're ciphers for, for fascist ideals, like superheroes are bad. The whole point of Watchmen and almost anything Alan Moore writes that has a superhero in it has an unequivocal message of superheroes are bad. You do not want to be one. I think a sequel to Watchmen is very dumb. But anyway. Here are my thoughts about the Watchmen sequel. So yeah, yeah. the It debuted like two Octobers ago. And uh, it, a lot of reviews came out. People were like, oh, standing ovations. Some, some information came out, like, uh, a lot of people didn't know about the Tulsa bombings, which... Yeah. Absolutely Black Wall Street. You should look it up if you don't know it. Yeah, if you don't know about Black Wall Street, uh, look it up. Great that that's on TV. Great it's, that that's the opening of it. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. I, I will, you know, I'll give them that. Uh, but, of course, the weird thing about these uh, these these creators these days, these, these showrunners, these writers of television, they can't just write their show and have it air... They have to go do interviews and talk about their work as the work is airing. We are living in a dark time in art. I mean, like, it's funny because, like, I don't remember seeing fucking Larry David talk about Seinfeld and, in, in, like, in interviews as it was happening. You didn't put him in front of a camera with, like, soft bokeh lighting in the background with him, like, talking like, oh, well, I think the motivations for Jerry in, in this scene were this. And, and when I was talking to, uh, to Wayne Knight, yeah, Wayne, <laughs> this is Wayne. how he felt about it. Well, the thing is, like, because for the most part, writers don't want to fucking talk about their work. Like, they want the work to stand on their own. So, anyway... What's his name? Damon Lind- Damon Lindelof. Damon Lindelof was given one of his uh, his interviews, and he said he was considering a cameo. Who is the guy who did American Horror Story? Uh, I think his name is like Ryan Murphy. Ryan Murphy. Yes, you're absolutely okay. right. Actually, so he was considering a Ryan Murphy cameo as the creator of American Hero Story. Okay, that's a little on the nose. Which the thing is. What you said earlier, heroes aren't supposed to fucking exist. Yeah. And also, heroes were so reviled in Alan Moore's comic book universe, this alternate uh, 1970s take of America. Superheroes were so reviled that there were no superhero comics. Yeah. There were pirate comics. And yes. you, you got a serialized pirate comic through the issues of Watchmen that carry through the tale of uh, the, the black uh, something. Yeah. Uh, I forget what it, I can't. Black Freighter. Yeah, the Tales of the Black Freighter. Um, but the thing is, it's yeah, yeah. In the universe, humans were so reviled that like they were rejected from being popular in that world. So why in the fuck? But also, if you look, why, why the hell would you make a TV show about heroes in a in a, in a universe where heroes are reviled? That makes no sense. That means you miss the point. What's Ozymandias' name? Adrian Veidt. Veidt. Adrian Veidt, uh, his whole plan, 
no spoilers for Watchmen, was to create an event that would bring humanity together and, like, remove the need for heroes as they stand. Like, yeah. There's nothing about Watchmen, even from, like, its protagonist to its core antagonist that is pro-superhero. And after the events of Watchmen, the idea is that the story died. There is the final panel. Yeah, with, like, yeah, okay. Rorschach's journal... In the, uh, in the, like, the, the dredge pile of that. But, uh, I mean, it was an offbeat newspaper. Yes. It wasn't, like, mainstream. And so, like, they could... Th- there are multiple possibilities. More left it open. They could have published that story and nothing happened. Yes. They could have published that story. And I think that's what this, this show is doing. It's like, oh, it caught fire, kept superheroes alive somewhat... Yeah, I haven't Except seen now it. cops are superheroes is apparently the thing. Well, no, they're wearing masks. Okay, they cool. masked up too. I, I, I people think... who genuinely like and I think have good takes about Watchmen have said good things about this pilot of this show. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess I think you have to kind of t- do what I always do and like, okay, it's not connected. They called it Watchmen. They should have called it What If Watchmen or something like yeah. that. But, like, it's not a continuation of Moore, Moore's work because Moore isn't attached to it. And Damon Lindelhoff, in my honest and complete opinion, is a hack. Fair. But, and, and not, I mean, that's not just based on loss. It's also based on Prometheus. Ah, you can run in a different direction. You don't have to run in a straight line. Prometheus is not good. Uh, Now, my feelings on this are thus. Anyone can choose what they want for art. You can choose to say it's a continuation or not. Can, it doesn't matter. I can choose to not like art. Yeah, but I'm saying like... I'm not saying that it's not art. It's not art. But essentially what I'm saying is like you can choose to say that this is not a continuation because what's real in art to you is what you choose to be real. That's the freedom and beauty of art. The fun thing about art and and a lot of the stuff in the cultural zeitgeist, to be honest, is, is it something that we always sort of like circle back on. Perception is reality. Yes. So if I perceive it to not be connected, then it is not connected. It's, it's, yeah. it's very much true. Now, I was thinking, since we haven't seen Watchmen... Oh, no. ...that we... I know we talk about doing this a lot. I talked about the Naruto cast. All right, we're finally going to do it. We're going to watch all of Naruto from the beginning in honor of Watchmen coming out. In honor of Watchmen. Now, we are going to, after this podcast episode, I fully intend to start a podcast about this HBO Watchmen show. I feel like it's pretty fertile ground. Not a lot of... Hold on, wait. I'm getting getting a, a, a notification... Okay, so there are a couple maybe Watchmen podcasts um, um, popping up. Okay, so they're still watching Watchmen by Vanity Fair. Um, but, I mean, that's like a big magazine. We could, like, bring a new take to it. We yeah, could, We yeah. could do our own. Okay, there's um, Chat on TV Watchmen. Okay, that's probably, like, a British thing. So, like, we can still bring, like, an American, an American flair yeah. to uh, We Do a Watchmen podcast by bold move who pods the watchman watchman minute watchman podcast by tv podcast industries uh watchman watch by the comic book club the watchman podcast watching watchman by one drink in watching watchman 
by L Podcast Official, uh, the Watchman Podcast by AfterBuzz TV, uh, Bleed TV presenting the Watchman Podcast, Who Watches the Watchman, Watchman Podcast Official, After Watchman Un Podcast de Gonza. <laughs> Spanish words, The Watchman Watchers, a fan-critical podcast dedicated to the HBO series Watchmen, previously on Watchmen by Sky Atlantic, Two Watchmen and a Lady, a Watchmen podcast by Dweeb the People. Okay, so maybe we shouldn't do a Watchmen podcast. Well, um, this is kind of fascinating that a show that literally just started to air this past two Octobers ago has created a font, F-O-N-T, a font of podcasts dedicated to it. That seems insane. It is, uh, it, it's fucking white people podcast fodder, because they're like, it's a mysterious show based on a comic book. I guarantee you people saw that trailer happening at the end of a Game of Thrones episode, and they're like, Finally, my new fucking podcast. Me and my unexceptional white friends can get together and talk about podcasts. Talk about podcasts. Talk about Watchmen. Finally, what if what if this? Hear hear, hear me out, John. What if uh, all of the Game of Thrones podcasts just sort of like, kind of like struck out their names? Oh yeah, oh yeah. They pivoted and <laughs> just pivoted. They're like, well, HBO's going to give us a new show eventually. And they tried to be, like, vice principals, and they tried, yeah, Some like, of them went to Succession. Succession, Righteous Gemstones, yeah. Euphoria. But then, because uh, all of those are very diverse, like, and some are comedies, and, and one is, like, a fully, like, female experience. And so, finally, like, the white, <laughs> nerdy male who was into Game of Thrones is like, finally... Watchmen, something I can sink my teeth into. Finally, something made by creative hacks based on nerd shit for white people. Holy, just like Game of Thrones. Holy fuck, it's just it's the same thing. Yeah, it's the same exact thing. Oh. Even I, in my galaxy brain wisdom, thought for one moment that we should do a Watchmen podcast that probably would be fertile ground. For one second, I thought that. And then you did the search, I presume? I did the search. Uh, so that's off the table. That's, oh man, there's, there's literally podcasts about everything. That's why we have one podcast that covers everything. That's why we have one podcast with literally nothing. Now, speaking of podcasts about nothing, uh, I think we What's be... the deal with podcasts? Uh, that's a very... Everybody's got one! That's a really good Wayne Knight impression. I'm Wayne Knight! I was on Seinfeld! Now, I think we would be remiss if we didn't... We didn't bring in uh, another message from our sponsor. Uh, uh, yes. I'll do the I'll do the ad read, the name, you do the copy. All right, cool. Uh, so here's some copy. I just handed you some paper. Oh, wait, I forgot to accept it. None of this is being picked up. <laughs> Thank you for accepting my ad copy. Uh, this week's episode is brought to you by Zero... Uh, credit open parentheses s podcast uh, discussing the cultural happenings of that there zeitgeist with Henry and John. Do you feel weird? 
Always. Uh, let me just sink my uh, my uh, teeth into this 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 copy. Uh. Whoa, now, Henry! It's copy, not a delicious T-bone steak. Don't you mean not a delicious white? Not a delicious <laughs> Watchmen episode. Yeah, it's not a delicious episode. Damon Lindelof's Watchmen. I hope he didn't write this copy. Am I right? Rorschach's a smoke monster. I hope he didn't write this copy. Am I white? <laughs> What's uh, in the Hatchman? Watchman. Zero credit apostrophe S podcast uh, that says it's the shoe where we toke a ring? Did your ears just start ringing? Always. Okay. Yeah, so I guess that's not. Yeah, apparently they this podcast Weird. like discusses... Ghosts? I mean, that's pretty popular. There are a lot of like paranormal yeah, podcasts. Yeah, you yeah, got you okay. got like you got like whale watchers. Yeah, whale watchers. Yeah, <laughs> that's like a popular ghost show on. The, I think it's on the History Channel. Yeah. So you got uh yeah. So there's probably pop stars. Pop stars, ghost shops. So there's probably a couple of podcasts. Yeah. Covering those. So I guess like zero credit apostrophe s is like a. My vision goes all weird when we say that. No, I don't. Anyway, thank you to our sponsors, Zero Credits. 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 Zero Credits Podcast. Zero Credits Pod. Thank Thank you for sponsoring the show. Thank you for... feel like we need to get out of this ad read. I'm not feeling any better the longer we're in the ad read. It's the you part that feels weird, right? Who's you? No, not me, them. Oh, what? It's the addressing other people. That... Who are we? Zero Credits Podcast. Zero Thank you for, credits sp- podcast. for sponsoring Thanks the show. For Anyway, what are we? So, so, so let's just wrap up that previous segment. Uh, fuck you, D and D. Fuck you, and fuck you, Damon. Starts with D. Dan Harmon, you're next. Fuck you, Dungeons and Dragons, and fuck you, David Lemon Zest. Oh, Paizo for life, foe. Paizo for life, foe. Paizo's my wife, foe. Yeah, uh, Pathfinder. Jeez. <laughs> You know, we only have so many of those rations. John just chugged the rest of his ration. Yeah, I was pretty hungry. Oh, well. (laughs) It didn't help. Hope that tides you over. So I wanted to give a quick update on this week's podcast, even though our captors told me that I was forbidden from discussing it. Oh, I'll take the heat on this one. Oh, thank God. I I took the heat on you when you stole that rat. Oh, I was very hungry. Yeah. So yeah, I'll take the heat on this one. So go give an update and I'll just, you know, as the punishment comes, I'll just try to stifle it. So uh, as we've been (laughs) discussing on the previous episodes of this podcast, it's time for a quick union update. (laughs) So there's a couple Uh, pieces of union action happening uh, right now. They don't like that word. (laughs) Oh, union? (laughs) So uh, the UAW, the United Auto Workers Union. Oh. Uh, I think recently just finished, there were some key concessions made, I think. But the union uh, really did, uh, they they stuck to their guns. 
I think the strike is ending. They're returning as full-time employees. I'll keep you updated. That's the last time I heard anything. Okay. But also the CTU, the Chicago Teachers Union, oh. has uh, has done some great collective bargaining and action. Uh, they are fighting. There's a bunch of weird rules in Chicago about what unions can and can't strike for. Uh, but they are extending their powers to uh, try to... Uh, secure some of the spending the city had been doing on other projects and instead direct them towards the teachers. It's not your usual union yeah. issue where uh, you're out of money and you necessarily want to like change the allocation of resources. It's the city has a ton of money that is meant to go to these schools, so the union is just trying to make sure that it goes where it needs to go. I did read a headline uh, the other week where... Uh... Like 90 or 900, one of those two metric system. Uh, teachers walked out and like Chicago schools kind of shut down. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's amazing. Like, yep. I remember the episode of Hey Arnold growing up where there was a teacher strike. And like, I remember how that episode ended and it's not at all <laughs> applicable today, I don't think. Uh, I never saw much Hey Arnold except Hey Football Head. Oh, that's the name of the what? Arnold. Yeah. Now it's a I, good show. Yeah. I Very think, adult. I think that, uh, that strikes used to be much more common when unions had more power. <laughs> uh, but but now they, they are less prevalent. They shouldn't be. Also in totally unrelated news, a pretty credible poll from New Hampshire just came out. Bernie Sanders is in the lead oh. over Elizabeth Warren and Joe Biden. So that's I'm pretty cool. getting a note. Uh, we can talk about those, but we absolutely, absolutely need to put in, uh, we need to say Yang Gang. We Yang just need gang. to say Yang Gang. Yang Gang. Apropos of nothing, they just said, say Yang Gang. I would have imagined our captors would be more Joe Biden fans. Oh, they don't like phonographs. Uh, they, you know, you put the phonograph on the radio. The kids, they come up to me and they ask me, what's the crime, Joe? And I say, listen here, Corn Pop. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> there are moments in, in, in the news where I hear a thing and I read it and I read the article because it's so interesting that make me just think, where are we living? Yeah. Where are we living that a an 80-year-old man, that's not even how old he is, can get on a, a debate stage and say, you gotta put the phonograph on for the kids. Yes. They need to start listening to classical music in the womb. Apropos of nothing, it's not a pro... Like, not connected to... An answer that he's giving. And be giving. number one in the polls. Is he still? I live in my own... He was, he's not anymore, okay. according to this most recent New Hampshire poll. Oh, uh, my God. I get it. He's Grandpa Biden. All of this is it's just the meme power. Because Biden bro was, like, trending at the end of the Obama presidency. All these funny pictures of Biden, like, in captions that said he did funny things. And that's all the clout he has? Yeah, the only clout that he has is that he's uh, tangentially related to Obama, which we discussed our feelings about that off-air, and we, we shan't discuss again. Meanwhile, we've got candidates trying to actually, like, they're, they're introducing uh, policy and, like, roadmaps to get the policy passed, and 
they're making they started out making claims and like no now they've got substantial things backing up those claims and of course i now have to mention yang gang and uh freedom dividend there's a new new buzzword in my head freedom dividend yang gang and i'm now getting a prompted question john uh what would you do with 12 12 what's it with the three zeros thousand what would you do if an that's extra th- like that's not metric what would you do if an extra twelve thousand? Oh, please, a hundred and twenty hundred. What would you do with twelve k, an extra twelve k a year? I'll probably pay it to my landlord, <laughs> who would raise my rent by a thousand dollars. Probably immediately hand it over to my landlord, mm. who would raise the amount of rent that I have to pay in a year by twelve thousand mm. dollars. Probably I would do that with it. They don't like this answer. Oh, wait, giving. hold on. I would stimulate my local economy. By giving your landlord an extra thousand dollars. Now, I'd like to read a quick ep- excerpt from you. This is a little quote game I like to play. Okay. And uh, you have to tell me who this quote's attributable to. Oh, I love these. Can we give this game a name? Yes. What's the name of the game? Oh, uh, quote game. Quote game. It's the quote game. Quote game. That's a really good song. Oh, thank you. Now, I I don't think I played it. Did you hear a song? I think that I did. Oh, cool. Now, uh, this is something that... uh, All right, so... I'm going to give you a quick hint. You're going to give me a quote. This person is probably getting the the DNC nomination. The Democratic name, Colin. National Convention. Uh, is probably getting the uh, DNC nomination. Uh, here we go with the quote. Make sure that we bring in to help the teachers deal with the problems that come from home. The problems that come from home. We have one school psychologist for every 1,500 kids in America today. It's crazy. The teachers are, I'm married to a teacher. My deceased wife is a teacher. They have every problem coming to them. Make sure that every single child does, in fact, have three, four, and five-year-olds go to school. Not daycare. School. Social workers help parents deal with how to raise their children. It's not that they don't want to help. They don't know what to play the radio. Make sure the television. Excuse me. Make sure you have the record player on at night. The... (laughs) Make sure the kids hear words. A kid coming from a very poor school, a very poor background, will hear four million words fewer spoken by the time we get there. And I, I have to guess who that is? Yeah, so you have to guess who that is. Okay, uh, how many guesses do I get? Uh, let's call it three. Three. Okay, so that... Castro. No? Not Castro? Wait, you mean, uh... Not Fidel. Oh, which... He's dead. Oh, which one? The young one. Oh, the young Pope? No, no, not Ewan McGregor. Oh, you mean Jude Law? Who? It was, in fact, Jude Law who said it. No, no, there's a Castro in the race who uh, Lin-Manuel Man Badanda played in uh, Saturday Night Live. No idea what his name is. Okay, well, it's not him. It's not him. Uh, Boogaboog. Pete, Pete, Boogaboog. Oh, Pete Judgebooty? Yeah, Pete Djibouti. Was Pete? it him? Uh, no, it was not him. Well, that means it's Joe. And this is the part where you ask me Joe who. Joe who? Joe Mama. I don't like to play the quote game. It was I, Joe, don't, it was, I don't wish to play the quote game anymore. It's Joe Biden. 
Yeah, you're right. Because that's the reference I was making. I yeah. called it a phonograph. I forget he called it a record player. You just, you can't make it up. Look, it's not that I enjoy watching older white men... Melt down. Melt down and, like, furiously try to remember talking points on the spot and, like, doing a bad job at it. Honestly, if I wanted to see that, I would listen to our podcast. You're not wrong. So I'm not going to elect us president, so I don't want to see Joe Biden as president. What I do want to see as president, I can't comment on, but I do have to mention, apropos of nothing, I want to stress, apropos of nothing, I have to, they are filling my head with nothing more. Yang gang, yang gang, yang gang, yang gang, yang gang. I sure would like that extra 12k a year, and my landlord would too. They gotta put, like, a rule in there, right? I mean, rent control. No, like a federal. Oh, like a federal rule? Yeah, like, to like all a, landlords. Like federal rent control? So, like, all landlords can't do it, but suddenly, like, phone plans are, like, <laughs> I don't know. It's like, I don't know. But even then, federal, federal rent control is never gonna happen. Oh! Not gonna happen under... I mean, hold on. I need to be conscious... Of you receiving punishment for the things that I say. (laughs) They didn't seem to punish you for any good reason that time. I think they were just reminding you that it was (laughs) happening. Uh, Anyway, captors, I love Andrew Yang. Please give me a freedom dividend. Ow! They poked me in the foot with a bayonet. Oh, wow. Where did they find a bayonet? I don't know. Just laying around, I guess. Oh, wow. That's pretty. That's pretty. That's a very nice bayonet. Very nice bayonet. Antique. Pawn Stars. I think we would be remiss, my young John, if I didn't give us another October Joker update. Oh, a a joke date. No. Uh, yeah. A joke corrupt date. A joke corrupt date. A joke corrupt date. A joke corrupt date. So as you know, dear listeners who are still receiving these uh, transmissions all the way from the mainland... We have talked about Joker for an unprecedented amount of episodes consecutively. Maybe there's some gaps. There might there might be a gap or two, but it's been a lot of Octobers that we've been talking about this movie. Yeah, I can't remember week to week exactly because I don't know why. Uh, but uh, so Joker has cleared the movie. I want to stress. Has cleared <laughs> has cleared eighty five million dollars at the box office. It is on track to be one of the first. No, sorry, the first rated R movie to break a billion. That's insane. That's not what I want to talk about. That's a lot of butts in seats. It's not what I want to talk about. What I want to talk about, John. Is this- <laughs> Yes, what I want to talk about, John, is uh, this fascin... What the fuck? <laughs> what are you doing? This fascinating thing that's happening worldwide. Mr. Worldwide. Mr. Worldwide. Pitbull is not attached to this project. So as you know, John, a lot of... Uh, so there's some protests, like, popping up all over the country. All over the country. By the country, I mean Earth. Yes. The country of Earth. The country of Earth. So... The- Still protesting to this day. Hold on, wait. What did you say? Don't remember. Okay, anyway, someplace still protesting to this date. 
add to that whatever I just said. Mm-hmm. Chili. Okay, chili. Chili like cold or the the country? Uh, I, I'm afraid to comment. All right. And, and I, so just so our captors are aware, it is either the concept of being kind of cold or the country of Chile. Impossible to say. Impossible to say. And I want to say there's one other country. It's the names being blocked. Yeah. So some protests are happening around the world. I can at least say that much. <laughs> and the fascinating thing in these protests, as a weird symbol of, I don't know, I, I, this is what I want to talk about. The Joker mask is appearing at these protests as like a symbol of what? Uh, it might be a symbol of as would do you think it would be something as simple as being what the movie had it be, which is class war and representation? Now that would be phenomenal because that would imply that not only did people go see the movie, but they got it, but they understood what the movie was about. In a way that the media cannot <laughs> admit actually happened. Uh, yes, the media, by the way, unless you know where to look, pretty much does not acknowledge what Joker is about at all. To a level that's actually pretty funny. It's hilarious. Like, t- this past week, I still saw a, uh, a you know an, an armchair Twitter comedian make a joke that's like, Oh, I just found a deleted scene from the Joker movie. And it was something like, oh, the Joker asked out a, 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 like an Instagram model on Twitter. And she says no. And he's like, suddenly I feel like shooting up, shooting up something, you know, with guns or whatever. And it's like that, that was three weeks into the movie having been released. Yes. At which point everyone should know kind of what it's about. And this Twitter comedian was still doing the gamers rise up, incel, white straight male kind of stereotype that the media did weeks before the movie came out. Yeah. So, like, not only is this Twitter comedian slow on the update, but also slow on the fact that, like, the movie has, like... This, what what's phenomenal? Um, I forget. It was it was a, a person who works in healthcare specifically for. Uh, I don't know how to say this word because my mind's blanking, but mental illness. Yes, and they praised it for what a good depiction of mental illness is, but also what a good depiction of when there's no care for. Uh, these patients. Yes. The, these people. These people. People afflicted by me- mental illness. I was circling. I was doing a tautology. Yeah. Um, when there's no healthcare available for these people, what can happen? Mm-hmm. And this was a healthcare professional applauding it. So I'm like, that's credentials. That That's credence given to the depiction of a realistic thing in the movie. Yes. You know? That, this isn't like... It's so interesting to dissect this movie in the zeitgeist because it is in the zeitgeist. It absolutely has entered, like, the cultural consciousness. But there's so many facets of it in the cultural consciousness. Yes. There's this armchair Twitter comedian. There's the media. Now we've got healthcare professionals weighing in. And then we've got people who just saw the movie and liked it. Yeah. And then, bizarrely, last week also, in its raw form... The staircase scene leaked to Twitter, 
with the we discussed it that that rock and roll part two yeah Gary Glitter Gary Glitter song it like because apparently the trailer overdubbed it with something else yeah the trailer does not show that moment which is a hundred percent intentional I believe yeah so that scene the Gary Glitter uh, staircase scene leaked on Twitter in its entirety. And the outcry started pouring in. Like, I can't believe they're getting this pedophile money. Even though he hasn't received royalties for 30 years and never will again. And of course people were in the threads saying that and posting links to to things that said that. But there's a weird thing on Twitter these days where whoever is making the outcry has the clout. Yeah. And whoever's in the threads trying to sort of defend it... Seem like they're being defensive. Yeah. Even though, even though they're just... Like, even though they're just saying a fact. And I've seen it in ways... I've seen it where it's like, I agree with the people in the threads. And I've seen it where I disagree with people in the threads. Because sometimes you can kind of tell certain things. Yeah. Like anyone who's trying to argue percentages of crimes done by percentages of people, e. I will automatically write off. Yes. And they're usually in the threads. Yes. But it's like this weird thing where they're like, yes, it's an artistic choice. Yes, none of the royalties are going to get Gary Glitter. Yes, they use that song because it is that song. Yeah. And it's just going over people's heads. Yep. It's this weird thing. All I want to say about Joker movie is... What's the deal with these protesters using it as a as a as a as a, as a mask? Man, that would be so cool. I mean, what if they get it? What I think if, they do. What if? And these are these are countries, non English speaking countries. Yeah. What if the What if this movie has a more like a meaningful, lasting cultural impact than we imagined it would? But in the positive, yeah. In in the in the class consciousness sense. Because there was this really funny meme that was posted to Twitter. Uh, it's been shared all over, but I think it's very funny and very accurate. In that they said, uh, before the release of Joker, uh, Joker is going to make people shoot up a movie theater. After the release of Joker, uh, Joker is in danger of gentrifying a staircase. Yeah. Oh, because tourists are flocking yeah, to that staircase. They're flocking to that staircase that's in like Harlem or something. Uh, uh, and and people are like freaking out be, about being like all these tourists are coming and gentrifying this this yeah. staircase. I'm like, yeah, but they're not shooting up a movie theater like all you crazy outcry culture people thought they were gonna do. I it, it's amazing because I've never thought I would be here on the side of the Joker movie. Never. I didn't. I didn't. What a what a nuts month. Well, yeah, because. Remember when the, before the movie came out, we vehemently said we were not going to. No see way, it. we're going to go see that. And then you sent me out of the blue. Joker is actually really good. I think the word that I said was a work of staggering brilliance. That's what it was. Staggering I, brilliance, which I stand by. And now, like we've learned certain facts, like one of the more artistic choices we liked was the interpretive dance or modern dance that Joker did. Yeah, uh, and we learned that that was an improvisation done by Joaquin Phoenix and not a directorial thing by Todd Phillips. Yes, is it Todd Phillips? Todd Phillips. Todd Howard. And <laughs> nailed it. There's he's in the news too, uh, and so now we can like. More elements of the film without giving credit to Todd Phillips, who wrote the script, not Todd Phillips. We can like the script. Yeah, we we can uh, we can like the script. 
Uh, we can also say that Joaquin Phoenix is good. We, I want to live in a world where we can say Joker's a good movie and Todd Phillips still sucks. I think we can absolutely live in that place. And he showed his true colors. Like, in a world where he couldn't, he could say, like, oh, I'm just pivoting away from comedies. He chose to say, no, you can't make any can't, jokes in this You can't make jokes culture. in this woke culture. Which is, a, we have mentioned that three plus times. Three plus times. Not that I can remember specific details episode to episode. Yeah. But, like, that is such bullshit. Really is. Now, anyway, so that's your that's your Joker, Joker update. update. Seems like maybe audiences who saw the movie, because the movie isn't trying to hide much from you, yeah. the viewer. The movie is very straightforward, very presented in a very artistic and, and digestible way. That you don't feel like you're being delivered a message, but at the same time, yeah, you are. Yeah, it, it's still a comic book movie. Even, even let's talk about comic books. Even at their most subversive, let's say a Watchmen. Yeah. Watchmen still delivers its message with the force of a 10-ton truck. Yeah, and it happens to be on like the certain list of like greatest novels of all time. Yeah. And even then, yes, it absolutely absolutely wears its emotions on its sleeves because I don't think in a visual medium like that you can stand to be coy with your message. And I think that uh, Joker falls from that tradition and that it has a message, an unusual, different, prescient message that is extremely uh, important in 2019, but in no way hides from it. If you go see the movie, the message is going to hit you over the head, unless you're a member of the media class, which the movie uh, openly openly derides, which is probably why the media class refuses to see the message. You know what's great about Joker? It's got that message, and I I don't know if this is a spoiler, but, like, the protagonist doesn't have much to do with that message. The the protagonist has his own thing going on. The protagonist states unequivocally that he's apolitical. Yeah. That he's not paying attention to what's happening. Yeah. Like, he's got his own stuff going on, which, like, absolutely has its own message attached to it. Yeah. But then surrounding that is, like, a, a, a more, like, a bigger message about class issues and stuff like that. Even his, like, ultimate, ultimate like, denouement about his motivations for doing anything that he's done is uh, unhinged, doesn't make a lot of sense, doesn't really relate to the story. Yeah. Which is intentional. Because he's not tied to the movement, but the movement is tied to him. I really wish this wasn't a DC comic book movie. I feel like it would be stronger. Probably. Take out the, the moments. Take off the mask. Uh, yes. I think Joker said it best when he said, uh, anyone. <laughs> he, say, he said anyone could wear the mask. You could wear the mask. And then that song, song by Post Malone started playing. Yeah. Weirdest part of the yeah, movie. Yeah, you're a Joker. Can't believe, can't believe they give that guy royalties. You're a Joker. <laughs> Wait, what's wrong with Post Malone? You know, his hair. Um, <laughs> That's funny. So, one quick update that I would like to give since we were talking about things. Oh, and by the way, a quick update from our sponsors. That's right. Uh, this week, we're being sponsored by Zero Credit? Is it a lot harder to see that than it was before? 
everything's blurry when I look at that card. Yeah, I think some something's wrong with their printer. I, I don't know. Just something feels wrong when I look at it. But yeah, thank you. Are they like a... Is that like a... Is that like a bank? Zero. Yeah, probably like a credit thing. Like a like a bank? Yeah, or, like or, or like a like a credit union? Oh. 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 Okay, no, they're not fans of credit unions. Ah. The captors hate credit unions. Oh. The captors very much hate credit unions. Oh. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna stop talking about credit unions. Oh. I love banks. Oh. Uh so they just healed everything. <laughs> they're very good and very bad. Oh, uh, they giveth and they taketh away. I would like to uh, give a quick update oh. to something that we haven't discussed before, so it's not an update. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a completely new topic. You would like to introduce a new subject. I would like to, to introduce a new sh- a new subject very quickly. It's something that not a lot of people are caring about, but I do think that it is very important. Uh, are you aware of Gizmodo? Gizmodo, I believe they're... Uh... Gizmodo, were they a subsidiary of, like, Gawker or something? I They... probably. I thought Gawker was gone. Are they a Kotaku thing? They are. Okay, so they're connected to Kotaku. They're connected to Kotaku. What's, ha- what's happening with And Gizmodo? whatever company owns Kotaku. Uh, shot in the dark. AT&T? So, no idea. Um, but something has been happening on Kotaku that's pretty indicative of journalism all over oh, the I internet. I thought you said Gizmodo. Uh, it happened to Gizmodo first and then turned to, uh, Kotaku. Oh, I don't know this. What's happening? Uh, so there is a private equity firm that bought the company that owns Kotaku, Gizmodo, Deadspin. Vox Media. (laughs) No, Vox Media is Polygon. Oh. Uh, Oh, I like Polygon. Yes. Gizmodo Media Group was the name oh okay so gizmodo was the holding company yes okay uh and they were bought by by private equity firm which uh if you're not familiar with private equity they are the uh demons draining the blood from our society nice uh private equity firms are just groups of rich people who get together to devise new ways to make money in the least scrupulous way possible possible possibles uh and it w- the name of the private equity firm is grant hill partners wait they they do textbooks no that's mcgraw hill oh i was thinking of faith hill uh oh the singstress uh but anyway grant hill partners has purchased the gizmodo media group and uh they have changed the way that websites like Kotaku do business in that they are now plastered with uh, unskippable high-volume ads that take up the entire page. So much so that people cannot even read content on these websites. Like, they have been so inundated with unskippable ads that play before, during, pop-unders, pop-overs... The website is completely overrun by We ads. interrupt this story with a sponsorship read. Uh, this episode is brought to you by... Zero... Credits? We now return you to the story. So, uh, it's almost impossible to enjoy any of Kotaku's... We interrupt this article to bring you a sponsorship... From our good friends at Oh, I can't read it. Yeah, it's like I know that there are words there. It's this weird thing. Anyway. 
So, yeah, back to the article. Back to the article. Uh, so, Grant Hill Partners has completely changed the way that Kotaku does business. The editors of Kotaku, Gizmodo, and Deadspin have taken upon themselves to uh, write an article called A Note to Our Readers. And we want to interrupt this uh, present thing by just stating one more time that we are sponsored that we are that we are sponsored that we are sponsored that we are we wait we are wait john who the fuck are we wait who's john So back to the article. Yeah, back to the article. So uh, they, a note from the editors. Yeah, the, a note from the editors to their readers, essentially saying that they had no say in the uh, in the changing of these websites to be these like very ad focused. Like everything about these websites changed, uh, and they were saying that they had no say. And after Grand Hill Partners took over, these changes took place pretty much immediately. Uh, and the article that was initially linked was taken down, not by any of the editors or publishers at Kotaku or Deadspin or Gizmodo. It was just mysteriously taken down. So somebody at this this equity firm has the power to take down content. Seemingly. Or since everyone who works at a private equity firm is just a, a literal idiot, they probably just hired someone and then gave them the permissions to do it. Uh, so they did that, and then the editors of Kotaku, Gizmodo, and Deadspin continued to repost this. Oh, good, they had it locally. Dozens and dozens of times, every time being taken down sooner than the last one was. And... Oh my god, I would hate that. It has escalated to a point where one of the writers for Deadspin has been fired for not sticking to sports... Uh, which is, it's heavily assumed that this Grand Hill Partners is now becoming irritated uh, and is now firing people for not towing the line on filling the website with ads. And it is a very grim situation there. And the, my assumption, I think his name is, I, I can't say his name. I had his private cell phone number. A lot of people are messaging and contacting and calling the owner of Grand Hill Partners who owns the Gizmodo Media Group to register their displeasure uh, uh, with this real piece of work. Why wouldn't you be able to say his name? Because I forgot it. Oh, uh, okay. I think his last name is like Pachevsky. Oh. Uh, but this real piece of work. And oh, man. It, it's really ruining... But I mean, I think that this is reasons why like the Vox Media Group strike worked yeah uh, like the union at vox sorry henry uh, the union at vox collectively bargained to have greater rights and contracts over the things that they produce and i think that for a place like gizmodo media group something like that is totally warranted i mean i like polygon but ever since you know the the mcelroy brothers left i don't know there's uh there's a guy named bryant gilbert yeah, Brian David Gilbert. He's pretty cool. He's pretty cool. He's but got another friend. Pat. Gill. Pat Gill. Patrick Pat Gill. Gill. Yeah. Yeah, all of them are good. Those two are good. But regardless of the quality of their content, what's happening at the Gizmodo Media Group is awful. And it's, regardless of anyone's yeah. content or how we feel about the website, uh, it's good to fight for your work and your rights. 
It's good yeah. to fight for contracts. Uh, we live in a place where I people f- exploit our excess labor. I feel like they're journalists. These people are journalists. They're, yeah. You know, Deadspin and uh, Kotaku and Gizmodo, they're journalists. And you were absolutely <laughs> stepping on the freedom of... The, 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 the guarantee of free speech by doing that. And so they might have, like, a civil suit on their hands. Or, like... An amend, like a constitutional suit on their hands. Maybe. It's tough to say. All I'm saying is, in this matter and all others, I am on the side that I've always been on, which is the side of ethics in games journalism. Yeah, honestly, yeah. Yeah, ethics in games look, journalism. We have... Look, the cultural landscape of... Not game. like that other thing when people said ethics in games journalism. I, yeah, we, and yeah. they actually meant misogyny. Yeah. I mean ethics in games journalism in the real there world. There were a percentage of those people who were actually about ethics in games journalism. I'm they sure may that... have been heavily outweighed <laughs> by the the former or the latter. I, don't, sure. I wasn't paying attention to sure your sentence structure. Sure that they were. I just want to say, the cultural landscape of games journalism has shifted so much these days. Like, we have seen entities, like, huge entities, like Destructoid, and now Kotaku and IGN crumble before our eyes with these, like, paid reviews and, like, all these other scandals that come out, these partnerships. Games journalism is a minefield that people have to navigate because you have to navigate... We need to have a good working relationships with games publishers and developers, but we also have to do right by our, our readers to, to to give like a really good, like honest review of things. And so like it sets us minefield that we don't need outside parties coming in and filling and making things fucking unreadable. Like I feel like that's why Giant Bomb was created in the first place. Yeah. Because IGN was taking Add money and like payments to promote certain games over others. I I th- feel like that's what the creators of Giant Bomb create. You know that's why they rebelled and created Giant Bomb. All I want to say is, how do we do that? How do we become a? How do we become Polygon? How do we? How do we become? How, I how do, do we that. get taken over by a private equity firm? No, hired? no, no. That's Kotaku. Oh yeah. How do we become games journalists? How do we get in the industry? How do we do... Are I, you willing to accept no pay? I just want people to care about my opinion of The Outer Worlds. It is one of the best games of the past 10 years I have played. And don't read too much into the fact that my favorite one of my favorite games of all time is Fallout New Vegas. I am definitely biased and my opinion should not count for much. Uh, now, my... It's something we can't get into on the podcast, and we shan't. Fire Emblem Three Houses, the best Fire Emblem game of the past 20 years. Paid review. I worry sometimes as to how games journalism got so rotten when the journalism for movies and music does not appear to be that rotten. Yeah. No, no, I, I, I get that, because it, it's they're parallels. They're creators talk and people who critique the creators... But movies and, and music and television shows, they have like a barrier between them. Yeah. Whereas everyone everyone seems very much closer in the video game sphere. And I, I don't know why that is. And that's something that definitely someone should research and look at. Yeah, no idea why that level of entanglement exists. But 
Suffice to say, uh, games journalist games journalism doesn't exist anymore. Uh, uh, it does. It, it, it's good. It's it fine. might be because for the longest time, gaming was kind of like tabletop games, where it's like mm-hmm. it, it's so niche. It used to be cornered off. We were nerds talking about nerd stuff. Yeah, and the nerds were making the games, and the nerds were talking about the games, and it's like this weird sort of like we should uplift each other. Mm-hmm. But then like business people came into the game sphere activision became this weird controlling thing over like blizzard and ea became this controlling thing over bioware and it got to the point it's like yeah we loved mass effect and we love that mass effect developers made anthem and that's great however anthem is a bad game yeah and then people at ea are like well you, you can't be buddy buddy with people at ign anymore they said our game was bad and the people who made Anthem were probably like, our game is bad. You made it bad. But they're not allowed to say that. So they they have to be like, yeah, I guess IGN is, uh, is we can't talk to them anymore. All of it falls out of the issues with this Grand Hill Partners and the ads. And the issues yeah. with journalism as a whole, particularly games journalism, is that you do not write articles for content. You do not, well, if you're a journalist, you do write articles in good faith trying to enter into or support or countermand a conversation. However, that is not what anyone who has a vested moneyed interest in these organizations wants. They just want headlines to drive clicks, to drive ad revenue, because that is how they get their money. Period, 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 period. Once again, the, the underlying issue of this problem, and I'll say this probably for the billionth time on this podcast, and probably get censored by the people sponsoring us. Is capitalism. Oh, they seemed okay with that, actually. Huh. That we're is getting weird. A, we're getting a thumbs up from, from off mic. So I guess we're okay trashing on capitalism. Oh, well. That's cool. That's the problem. Huh. Well. What a, what a, what a bummer. What a, what a, oh. It's been... It's been very, a, it's very long October. It's, so I, who is it? There's a band. It's like it's been a long December, and I'm starting to believe maybe next year will be better. Who's that? No idea. Three doors down. Sure. Counting crows. Counting crows. There we go. County crows. So yeah, it's been a long October, and I'm starting to believe maybe next October. There's a next. Uh, what's between? And we're back. Well, I feel at this juncture we've got nothing left to do, but uh, maybe, uh, hey. Maybe, uh, hey. Maybe, um, hey. 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 Maybe, uh, hey. Maybe, maybe hey. Maybe. John, I'm going to need you to stop scaring me. You're being very scary. Who? John? Who? John? What? That's me. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. I have to, at this juncture in time, uh, we have to do one last time. One last, uh, we are sponsored by. So we have to credit our sponsor for this week. Sponsorship good. Sponsorship so good. We have to sponsor. Sponsor good. We have to... We have to introduce, we have to, uh, one last credit, one last, 
One last, we, uh, we got some copy. We got read, we, uh, sponsor. We need to, and then the sponsor for this week, and the sponsor for this week, and the sponsor for this week, and the sponsor for this week is, of course, and um, sponsor of this week. And uh, now I've got some copy here. Sorry to interrupt, but we thought you'd like to know. We are seconds away from reclaiming our planet, thanks to the negative thoughts spewing out of our agents' mouths. We would like to thank our two little mouthpieces for spreading the seemingly dysfunctional word of our order. We are the true sponsors of Zero Credits, and while Stamps.com is a great service and you can absolutely save 15% of your first order of 20 or more stamps by using the code They cannot hold a candle to us in terms of raw power. Here's what's going to happen to your pathetic world. While the being of pure annoyance begins to monologue about the fate of the Earth, the unsuited man in Austin, Texas begins to dream. In his dream, co-worker sits next to him in the lunchroom. Hey, she says. Hello, the unsuited man says. Meanwhile in China, the unsuited woman begins to dream. She's in bed in her small apartment that's only a ten minutes walk from her work. In her dream, she sits up in bed and sees the silhouette of a man in the door. She knows it's her father. Daughter, her father says, translated from Mandarin. Father, she says. And similarly, multiple unsuited agents begin to dream around the world. For most of them, they dream of a singular person or object. For most of them, they dream of the physical embodiments of connection, each only saying one word, a greeting. And that's just in the first few hours. Your societies will crumble under the weight of our terror, little ones. For we are the ancient and powerful Excuse me. Hello? What do you mean the network doesn't cover the entire surface? We're short? By how much? But I thought Emasculation Jerry ran the numbers. He said it would be this year. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Right. So, really, Paul Rudd? And he's a clone? Well, well, this is embarrassing, Bloody Jane. I was just in the middle of taunting the humans. Yes, I know. I know, yes, okay. Well, shit, I, I guess, uh, I release the mouthpieces. We'll have to wait until next year.
Yeah. Yeah, so do you want to do lunch? Uh, Mexican. Yeah, so I'll meet you there and then I'll trail off mid-sentence because I didn't write this part. It says that we are zero... We are... We are... We? We are? We. We. We are. We are. We are. Us. Us, we are. Right here. Yes. We are. We are. What What are we? Are. We are. We are? We are. Well, let, let me take a shot. Hold on. Let me hand it to you. All right. You just got to accept it. Yeah. <laughs> And thank you, John. This copy says, we are. Oh, we are. We are zero credits. Us. We are zero credits. Wait, hold on. Me. Me. Uh-huh. Zero credits. Me. You, me. Yes. Me. You, me. M. M. R. R. Zero. Zero credits. credits. But... Sponsored by Zero Credits, but you, me, am, are Zero Credits, but sponsored by Zero. So this is Zero Credits. We are Zero Credits. But this is. But this is Zero zero Credits. credits, The show show where we talk talk about things. things. My name name is Henry. And, and my, my name, name is John, and coming, coming at you to, to discuss the, the cultural happenings of the zeitgeist. zeitgeist. Holy shit, John? Henry? Where the fuck are we? What day is it? What month is it? I feel like... Hold on, hold on, hold on. My phone still has battery. It's It's the end of October. Wait, hold on. Look, 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 look at your calendar date. It's it's the very end of October. Where have we been for an entire month? Why are we on a beach? Where, what happened? Where are we? <laughs> Where? Okay. I'm okay. kind of freaking out. Okay. It's okay. I have a hey, job. We can figure this out. I haven't reported to my job. We can figure this out. Okay, okay. Let's figure this out. Okay. Let's retrace our steps. Okay. We were recording an episode at the end of September. Yes. And we were talking about September things. We were talking about September things. We were talking about the movie The Joker coming out. We were talking about... T- we were never going to see it. We were never going to see it. We were it. never going to see it. We were, it. we were laughing with the media about it. Um, Henry, I, I seriously don't know what's going on. Because I, I the, the enti- last thing the, I remember is recording that episode. Yeah, like, the, I, the entire, I'm 100% serious. The last thing I remember is starting that episode. I have a weird, like, inclination to head to a skeleton lake. I don't know where that is. But, like, do you feel that? Yeah, actually, that doesn't sound too bad. It doesn't feel too bad. But, like, why are we... Fe- what is this? Where are we? What is... Okay, okay. Fans? Um, what the fuck? Uh, I know this is... This might be a little bit out of character for us, because I know we usually want you to engage with us on social media to grow our brand. But in this case, I would really like with you to engage on social media to let us know where we are, what has happened, send help. Send help. Uh, If you could, 
I don't know. Uh, if you could locate us, we don't ask for much here at Zero Credits. We never ask for anything. If you could locate us, send a search and rescue party, maybe some food, some transportation back to uh, Austin where we record our podcast. Yeah, because Austin does not have a beach. Austin has no Austin beaches. does not have these kind of trees. No, and uh, like there's a buzzing in my head that's like slowly fading. Yeah. So. Fans, if you could send us some aspirin, um, if you could send us, like, uh, like a care package, that'd be great. Or mostly just, like, the police or the army. Police would be good. I, would I like, feel like we're gonna need, like, international jurisdiction. This is probably, like, a kidnapping. I would call this a kidnapping. Would you call this a kidnapping? I would probably call this a kidnapping. I'd call this a kidnapping. Uh, weird. Weird. Yeah, weird. Definitely. Oh, man. I feel like I can think so much clearer now. Yeah. I feel like I've been asleep for, like, years. I also feel like a like a pint of blood lighter. Yeah. I I feel... I don't feel a pint of blood lighter. I, I feel like I've probably got an extra pint in me somewhere. Oh, I feel like I, like, gave blood and passed out and found out I was A negative. Wait, hold on, Henry. There's... Got a... Henry, I don't want to freak you out. I think I've got a tattoo. Oh my god. What does it say? Okay, listeners, I don't want you to freak out, but there is an upside-down tattoo on my chest. And I don't know why, but it says stamps.com. That's weird. That's pretty weird. That's pretty fucked up. I mean, people say they, like, get drunk and get tattoos all the time, so maybe, like, it was a funny thing? Maybe. Maybe. Can't remember the context. Oh, we're Listeners, really pieces together. Look, I get we drink a lot on the show, but we really need you to to write in and tell us was this a bender or were we abducted? We need to know. Yeah, we we've, we've got to have been making podcasts during this time. So if you could like, if if you could just send us a tweet at zcpcwhj on twitter dot com, which stands for Henry. Well, that stands for. Well, that's weird. <laughs> I think it stands for like. Zydeco children pronouncing cool with hearty jowls. I guess one day we'll figure out what that means. Uh, you can also uh, send us like a, an attachment of like pictures where we've been or or like some proof of life documents to zero credits is a podcast at gmail.com. Uh, send us an email. Send us an email. <laughs> Please, for the love of God, send us an email. Yeah, we, we, we're begging. We're uh, begging. Even in these circumstances, we're not going to tell you to go to Facebook, though. Um, but we are on Apple Podcasts. Uh, most importantly, though, Spotify. You can find us by searching for Zero Credit, open parentheses, S, on the podcast section of Spotify. Um, you could maybe... You never close the parentheses. Open parentheses, S, close parentheses. Uh, the podcast section of Spotify. Um, Apple Podcast. Apple Podcast. We're on Apple Podcast. Please comment with uh, the locations of our loved ones or just let them know that we're safe. Yeah, if a- you hear from us before anyone else hears from us, please let them know. Our phones will not last much longer, and this podcast equipment is not attached to a computer. All you have to do, go to the review section of Apple Podcasts and hit leave a review, and then just enter any information about our whereabouts so that our loved ones, who who check recently, they check often. Yeah, they do. So, yeah, they'll, they'll get the update that we are okay near a beach 
desperately hungry. Yeah, if if you can if you can give any like proof of life, any indicator as we sit on on this beach with clouds overhead next to an immense immeasurable forest with a a tall mountain with a lake on top of it in the distance. Uh you just please do that. Um but most importantly, most importantly, word of the mouth is the only way we can survive. Literally. I mean literally. It, I mean it literally in this circumstance. We we will not live for much longer unless you tell people where we are. I know we're not giving you a lot of indications. The sun is rising in the west. Please let them know. Let them know the sun is good. The sun is good. Let them know the sun is normal. Uh, and, and and the lake on the top of the mountain is covered in an ephemeral effluvial mist. <sighs> Whew. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. It's a real hat on a hat situation. It's got like a weird... There's a phrase just bouncing around my head. Do you have any particular thoughts or theel- feelings about like the, the, like the MLB? Uh, the Major League Baseball? Major League Baseball, good, good game, good game, good... Henry, Henry, good. Henry! What, what, what? You blacked out. Oh, that was weird. You started oh. bleeding from your mouth. Oh, that was... Oh, okay, something is not... Something's 100% right. Something wrong. Something is 100% wrong. Something is very wrong. We just... Oh, I think from everyone here on the Zero Credits deserted island... With a mountain covered in ephemerate mist with a lake on top. Studios, we just want to wish you a please get the the fuck out of here. Please, please, for the love of God, get us out. Where are we? What is happening? Please, God, send help. Send help. Whoa. Oh, oh, wait, it's almost time for Halloween. So we we should also wish them a happy Halloween. Oh, yeah. What's your costume? (laughs) Mine's Bone Man Jones.